0: Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. When someone mentions fingerprints, many would associate that with shows like CSI or Forensic Files, but not many would link that term to ingredients. Purity IQ is a biotech company that uses molecular diagnostic methods for ingredient authentication. The company's mission is to advance supply chain verification to protect consumers and promote honesty in consumer product labeling. Joining me now is Delio Delinartes, Purity IQ's CEO. Hi, Delio, and welcome to
1: the NutriCast. Hi, Danielle. Thank you very much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. It is an absolute
0: pleasure to have you on. It's not very often I get to mention my favorite show, Forensic Files, in the intro, so I'm already (laughs) pumped.
1: (laughs) Wonderful.
0: Glad to help. Before we get into what exactly Purity IQ is, why don't you tell me a little bit about your founder story?
1: Sure, sure. So I co-founded Purity IQ along with three other partners in 2019. Uh, And to be clear, none of us had backgrounds in science or technology but we all share a passion for the food and natural health product industry. So that's because two of my partners were consumer packaged goods veterans. Uh, John had been with Unilever in global innovation for about 25 years. And Terry started at Nestle and then went on to run companies in the U.S. and Canada. And Paul had been involved for decades in uh, the creation and implementation of third-party compliance standards, one of which was the gluten-free certification program. And my background was all in retail, um, all of it in senior management roles, both in food and drug. And the last several years as the VP of private label for uh, Canada's second largest supermarket chain. So none of us, as I told you, uh, had anything to do with science or or technology. Uh, But we came together. I had worked with both Terry and Paul at various times in my career. And Terry had worked with John. And one thing led to another. And we decided to bring the group together. And given the backgrounds that I described, the four of us really understood the importance of brand integrity, brand protection, and risk mitigation. And we wanted to create a company focused on authenticity to help tackle the very real problem of adulteration. That's how it all came to be. Okay. And so what exactly is Purity IQ? So we're a biotechnology company based in Canada. And although we're Canadian, we work with customers from all over the world. Actually, we have more customers in the U.S. than we do in Canada. And we specialize in authenticity services. And so what that means is that we verify and validate the identity, purity and consistency of ingredients and, and also of finished products. Uh, But we're not a typical lab. So I think that's what sets us apart from most labs is that this is our singular focus. We don't do any other QA testing. Our clients still use their labs for their routine testing, but they come to us for authenticity testing. These days, I mean, I think, you know, this is top of mind for for many people. I don't have to Mm -hmm. tell you that, you know, intentional adulteration is rampant. It's in the news almost every week. But it's been exacerbated by all the recent supply chain issues that I'm sure you're familiar with. You know, whether it's the scarcity of raw materials or international freight issues, all the recent geopolitical instability that's making it, you know, increasingly difficult to access ingredients from certain countries, uh, climate change, and you know, even all the recent inflation woes that have caused prices prices to skyrocket. So all of these headwinds have created the need for supply chain diversification. And it's it's forcing companies to work with multiple suppliers to source ingredients that they typically would have gotten from one or two. And often these are now new suppliers, untested, untried. And this is a real concern, you know, given the current environment. You know, but having said that, adulteration isn't just the economically motivated intentional kind, although, you know, it's the dramatic one and all the stories, you know, that hit the news are about uh, intentional it can also be unintentional and you know this is where food safety issues arise due to things like um, cross contamination for example you know that can occur during manufacturing process or during transportation or distribution i mean either way our clients want to be proactive and ensure that their products are pure and authentic
0: yeah so tell me more about the technology that you're leveraging and how you're using it
1: we use a combination of dna And NMR technology. And I'm pretty sure that not a lot of your listeners would know what, you know, they would know what DNA is because of exactly what you said at the beginning CSI, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, Nuclear magnetic resonance, also known as NMR, is one of the technologies that we use. And we believe that the combination of those two, that those are the most powerful technologies when it comes specifically to authenticity testing. So NMR is a powerful analytical tool used to determine the content and purity of a product at the molecular level. And I'll say right now, there are many other excellent analytical methods out there. All of them fit for purpose. But in our opinion, they don't perform as well when it comes to testing for adulteration. Articles have been written, and I know that Nutri-Ingredient USA published an article um, a couple of months ago about how adulterers have found ways to exploit shortcomings in some of those analytical testing methods. Mm -hmm. And one of the big reasons for that is many of those methods are targeted versus NMR, which is non-targeted. And what does that mean? Like, why is that important? NMR provides a complete picture of all the compounds in a product. So not just one specific predefined target. So in other words, when you use targeted analytical methods, and and a lot of them are, you need to determine up front what it is you want to know. So you're looking for X and the targeted method will tell you if X is there, but it won't tell you if anything else is in there. So that, I think, is really a critical differentiator. You know, targeted methods also, I guess, another drawback is they only detect one compound at a time which is you can imagine would be highly inefficient. You know, there are thousands of adulterants out there. You would need to run multiple tests to uncover which adulterant might be in a product. So that's the power of untargeted versus targeted testing methodologies. And that's why we selected NMR as one of the cornerstones of our science. Okay. So in addition to adulteration, I mean, what are some of the things that you can pull from all of this? You know, the way I I would describe this, what our tests can do. I mean, the big thing is adulteration screening, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think what's important to to describe to you is it's not just the identity of the target species that, that we can do. Because, you know, all identity testing sets out to do that. And so all those other, you know, analytical methods will do that as well. What we can do with NMR is also tell you how much of that product is in the sample. So, is it 100% or is it only 10%? So, again, it's one thing to know, yes, I, you know, confirmed the identity, but how much of it is in there? Because NMR is inherently quantitative. And, again, not all other methods are. We can also tell you if a less costly substitute of the same species has been used. And that's important. So, for example, some methods rely on, on chemical markers to do the authentication. But you can you can get that if you're a fraudster, you can achieve that by using a lower cost extract from the same plant, but from a different part of the plant, like using the leaves instead of the roots. Oh, okay. So on top of that, in many cases, the active ingredient is actually in the roots. So not only is the fraudster using a cheaper part of the plant and committing economically motivated fraud, but they've also reduced the efficacy of the product. So those are things that you know uh, again. Why we chose NMR, and NMR is not for the faint of heart. You know, not, not all labs have NMR because it's very expensive. You need technical expertise, you know, not just to operate the equipment, but also to analyze the data. And it's big, it's cumbersome, and, you know, it requires venting and liquid nitrogen and liquid helium, and it's a gigantic magnet. But if you're going to be in this business of authenticity testing, it is, as I said, one of the most powerful tools out there. Go big or go home. You got it. Exactly. You know, that's <laughs> that's one of the things when that's not, you know, we didn't come to the table as that was our core competency. You know, that's, I told you, none of us are, are scientists, but we invested heavily in the science, both in our personnel. And I mean, we've hired brilliant scientists, PhDs who are leaders in their fields, but we also invested heavily in these methods for exactly the purpose of doing authenticity testing. Okay.
0: One thing I'm really curious about is geography. Is that something that you can factor into the testing?
1: Yeah, that's a a really cool question because one of the things that really sets NMR apart is that it can also be used for traceability. So, you know, an example I give, although we don't do wine taste uh, tasting, we do wine tasting. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so we do I. We do do wine <laughs> testing, <laughs> but we could do wine testing because NMR is used extensively in the wine industry. Not only could it tell you which region the wine comes from, example, telling you it's a Bordeaux, it can also go all the way down to the vineyard in which it was produced. So these are things, you know, it's used for honey as well, and it could tell you, you know, uh, where, you know, where the the bee pollinated, you know, to to get the honey. It's it's a very powerful tool, and so we have, you know, we have the ability to uh, to help some of our clients who are looking to see to make sure the the provenance of the product. Did it really come from, you know, X place? Uh, you can tell that with with NMR. Very fascinating. What about probiotics? Is that something that you can test? Yes, we absolutely can, and we do. And what's interesting about probiotics, so I I keep saying, you know, talking about NMR, and we do use NMR in probiotics for consistency testing. So that was, you know, one thing we can talk about later about consistency testing and the importance of that. But although we use NMR almost exclusively for identification in other product categories, we use DNA methodologies for probiotics. And why? Because it works very well for probiotics. So specifically, we use qPCR, it's a a type of real-time PCR, for probiotic identification and viability PCR for enumeration. In the case of of identification, what's special about the method we use is it does strain-specific identification versus other methods that only do species level. And this is important because probiotic health benefits are actually strain-specific. So that's really important to, to be able to go down to that level. In the case of enumeration testing, where we use viability PCR, again, this is strain-specific. We can accurately determine viable counts. In other words, the quantity or the count of the microorganism, when it says 50 billion you know, CFU, and whether they are live or dead. Because for a probiotic to be effective and actually confer a health benefit, the strain needs to be live or viable mm-hmm. and an expected concentration, which is the count. And our lead probiotic scientist, Dr. Hanan Shahada, recently published a paper on this topic. And as you know, Danielle, Nutrient Ingredients USA, picked this up and ran uh, an article it. about it. So thank you. Her paper highlights the benefits of using qPCR versus the current classical plate count method or CFU. And, you know, again, I'm new to this business, but it really surprises me that a 125-year-old method is still the commonly used method today. And this is the current, the classical plant count method. And it has several drawbacks, not the least of which is the fact that the method can actually vary from one manufacturer to another. And therefore, it has a high variability rate. It's something like plus or minus 25%. Versus oh, wow. QPCR. Yeah. And and QPCR has a less than five percent variability. So yeah, so some eye-opening things. Yeah. What about mushrooms? Is that something that you test? Yeah, we've got quite a, a good business in mushrooms that we've developed. We we actually it's interesting because we we started off in supplements, as I mentioned, in natural health products. And really, that's that, that's because the supplement category is growing exponentially, as I'm sure you know. And any time there's increased demand in a category, there's a risk of adulteration. So we have a very robust library of probiotic strains and botanical species, including cannabis, by the way, which is a botanical. But we're also doing select food and beverage categories now. So, yes, we've got mushrooms. We've got a, and, and this is uh, these are not uh, psychedelic mushrooms. We're doing just regular mushrooms. Uh, We're doing spices. We've got a a big business on spices, uh, coffee, uh, edible oils. We're starting to look at juices, honey. I mean, as you can imagine, there's no shortage of product categories that are impacted by adulteration. So we're constantly adding to the portfolio.
0: Sounds like it. I mean, there's really it doesn't sound like there's much that you can't do with that technology.
1: Well, I mean, you're limited only, you know, by by time and uh, and and capacity. Mm -hmm. But having said that, um, you know, we have a 400 megahertz NMR and we have a second one on order because uh, exactly for that reason, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of new business uh, coming our way and uh, we need to make sure that we have the capacity to do that. And it's nice to hear that you have got that much business, right? That people are
0: concerned about where their products are coming from and if they're adulterated.
1: Yeah, and and you know what? It's uh, I like to tell people where you know if people have said to me, oh, you know, companies must shake in their boots when you come and knock, and I said we don't come knocking. <laughs> we're we're not we're not militant. We're not going out and doing exposes and. That's not at all the you know what we're interested in doing. We're working with clients who are proactively wanting to do either the right thing or, as I mentioned, they're they're concerned, you know, because they're having to go to new suppliers and they want to make sure that the products are what they say they are. And so again, you know it, it's all voluntary uh, and and as it should be, it makes it much more pleasant. Mm-hmm.
0: So just looking back at all the different things you've tested, What's the coolest or most surprising thing you've come across or discovered when testing?
1: So we had a client come to us and ask if we could test sweet potato samples. I, I think, and and again, I can't remember 100%, but I think they were a pet food manufacturer and they use sweet potato as an ingredient. So they receive samples from a new ingredient supplier. and That's always the key. They've been assured by this new supplier that the sweet potato was 100% pure, i.e. non-GMO and that it was domestic, you know, from the US. So we used the NMR uh, to to run the sample. And we were able to determine that the supposedly 100% pure domestic sweet potato was actually a mixture of Chinese genetically modified sweet potato, plus three common adulterants, um, I think it was rice, Pea and tapioca or something like that. Anyway, needless to say, the client was horrified (laughs) and uh, did not move forward with that ingredient supplier. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. I know. You can't hide from NMR. That's the beauty of it. it. When I say it exposes all the compounds in a product, that's one of the things. We have an extensive library because as we run these samples, we add them to a database And we've got a database of the most common adulterants that you would expect to find in products. And we know that from research, from testing that we've done, from our clients providing us with samples of what they know are the most common adulterants. But there could be something that we would not have identified that wouldn't be in our library, but you would know that it's something that should not be in there. And so that's the most important thing. We identify the species that we know should be there. And then if there's something, that is unnatural or unwanted or unknown, I mean, we will tell you there's an anomaly if we don't know what exactly it is, if it's not one of the common adulterants. But we may find out six months later what it is. So you can always come back to the data, which is great. You know, that spectral data doesn't, doesn't disappear. I don't know if you
0: know this offhand, but when you're doing all these tests, I mean, what's the ratio? How often
1: does a product contain what it says it contains? Well, uh, you know, I, I don't have a ratio. I, I would tell you that the big surprises are not as frequent, which is good. So let's let's put it this way the day to day business we do with our clients, we don't really find anomalies. It's when someone wants to send us something because there's something in the back of their mind that's troubling them. So mm-hmm. already if you are suspicious of something. Or and again, it doesn't again, it doesn't have to be that intentional. Uh, somebody's you know diluting or substituting. Again, it can be the unintentional. Something happened in our processing, and we're worried there may have been cross contamination. They send us the sample, and then we will find yes, it it was. But those are usually because people have already a suspicion. It's rare that in the day to day that we're, we're testing products that we find something you know from from one of our clients who's doing regular testing. Okay. And so who are some of the
0: clients that you work with? What industries? I mean, I found you because True Grace had written about you in their blog because you test their probiotics. You mentioned pet food. What other industries do you work with?
1: Uh, well, a lot is supplements. So we have really, I'd, I'd say at the moment now, the majority of our clientele is in probiotic and, and botanicals. But all the other um the food categories that I mentioned before are growing exponentially. We're very fortunate. You know, the word is getting out. We're not a very large company. We're not, you know, advertising uh, in any in any big fashion. You know, we're on LinkedIn. <laughs> you know, we're on this podcast. Nutri Ingredients has been kind enough to write a few articles. But the word is getting out. And it's unfortunate that uh, there's such a market for this. But there is. You know, it's... Uh, as I mentioned, people are concerned, given all the supply chain issues, about what's you know what they're buying, and and whether there's truth you know on the label. And consumers are concerned as well. You know it's it's in the news, and consumers are hearing about it all the time. So you know our clients are some of them are big names that you'd be familiar with, and others are, are small you know mom and pop small companies. But again that are concerned and care enough to, to want to make sure that their products are pure. Before I
0: let you go, you just ordered another machine. You guys are very busy, but anything else? What's next for you?
1: Well, first of all, I'm thrilled to announce uh, that we've been selected as a 2023 Probiota Pioneer at the Probiota Americas Conference in Chicago this summer. So that's uh, that's very exciting for us. Dr. Shahada that I mentioned before, who who wrote that article, will be showcasing her innovative work that I mentioned before, the strain specific identification and enumeration. And she will be a member of the startup panel. So, you know, we're very excited to to be a part of that and, uh, and thank the organizers. And as far as any other, you know, new projects, I mean, I think right now we're in a very big growth mode. So, as I mentioned before, as we continue to get the word out about our services, and you know the purity iq difference that this is all we do and this is what we specialize in we're seeing an influx of new clients in mean existing and in new product categories so we want to continue to expand our capabilities we're growing and adding to our database and i'll tell you we're sharing the knowledge and our findings wherever possible you know in fact i invite you and, and your listeners to visit our website we started publishing a weekly blog and I know you do your podcasts, you know, fairly regularly, and it's a lot of work to, you know, find content and whatever. But we've, we've got quite a few already uh, on the website, and we have a resources page where you can download for free a number of different papers and application notes. So, you know, I, I welcome people to go and and to take a look. There's some interesting information on there. And your website is purity-iq.com. That hyphen gets us every time (laughs) but it's there (laughs) it's there we've got one too yeah exactly exactly
0: Delio Deleonardis, Purity IQ CEO, thank you so much for telling us about ingredient fingerprinting here on the NutriCast. And of course, congratulations on being named a Probiota Pioneer. We'll of course be seeing you at Probiota in Chicago on June 14th through 16th, 2023. And perhaps we can have that wine tasting you mentioned.
1: (laughs) If people leave with nothing else, it will be that I drink wine. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much again, Danielle. This was a pleasure.
0: If you like what you just heard, you could subscribe to the NutraCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to nutraingredients usacom for even more Nutri-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutraCast next week.